Welcome to You Get a Rose. I'm your host, Hannah W. I'm so excited to talk about all the drama of week two. And with me this week is the lovely, the talented, the slappy bonks, Amanda Jacobson. The freshly washed in a bathrobe, Amanda Jacobson. <laughs> yes. I from, I just love that it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you just took your shower. Uh, yeah. And I told your amazing producer, Beth, that I was going to hop in the shower around 1.09 p.m., but then <laughs> promptly ordered a sandwich on Postmates and sat in my unwashed pajamas until 1.45 p.m., at which point I had to scramble to wash the bits and make it on time so that we can do this. No, and that I'm sounds really great. That's, you know, that sounds accurate. We all made really good choices today. <laughs> I love this journey for you. We're here. We're here. Uh, that's the pandemic podcaster lifestyle. Truth. Speaking of podcaster, why don't you just give yourself a little a little plug for your pod. Plug it. So I am one of three co-hosts of the podcast Wine and Crime. We are a true crime comedy show, and we are three childhood friends who just used to get wine drunk watching Forensic Files and decided, hey, we're funny. You Let's betcha. record this. Yeah. So now here we are almost four years later, and we're still doing it, so we must be doing something right. Yes, it's great. It's so funny. And if you haven't listened to it, I don't know what's happening to you. Aww. You should listen to it. Thank you. We we have fun here at Wine and Crime. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, it's good. Well, we also have fun here uh, watching the gosh darn Bachelorette. And Y'all. to start us off for the ep, I think we should check in with our gossip correspondent, Angela Johnson, and see mm-hmm. what's the hottest takes from around Bachelor Nation. What's up, Batches? Angela here, and I am back with more dirt and gossip from Bachelor Nation. Let's start with Yosef from Claire Crawley's season. You know, I really like this guy based on his bio, but he seemed to be a problematic character in this season. So my favorite gossip reporter, Reality Steve... He is being sent lots and lots of dirt on Yosef, and he said it is hard to not believe the things that he is being sent. One woman posted her Instagram messages with Yosef on Twitter, and it turns out that Yosef has been deleting the messages that he sent this particular woman. If that doesn't seem suspicious to you, I'm not sure what does, Secondly, Dale Moss, Claire's obvious frontrunner, is being accused of being a clout chaser. Those are some words I never thought that I would ever say in my life. Clout chaser. (laughs) I had to Google what that meant. But in a recent interview, Dale said that he really admires the career of Ryan Seacrest and he wants to model his future career around Ryan Seacrest's career. That's all I got for you, Batches. Talk to you next week. Oh, my God. First of all, who in their right mind wants to be Ryan Flippin' Seacrest? Right? Can... Somebody... Dale Dale needs therapy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I mean, that's that's a far reach, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe... Anyway... The Yosef stuff doesn't surprise me at all. Like, we no. can just talk about his behavior right now on last we, week's episode. Yeah. 
And I also feel like producers are trying to capture some of what we loved from Hannah B's season, where some of that similar drama... And there's always like a you need to be here for me moment really early in every season. The right so like, reasons guy. Exactly. So yep. th- he he just stepped into the trap we all know so well of becoming sort of the villain and being like the iffy contestant. But I actually, I mean, I don't care for Yosef regardless, but right. this seems innocuous to me because also they've been in like weird quarantine limbo for months. So you so, think he has an excuse for his, like, shysty behavior last night because he's been antisocial for however many months? I mean, no, because <laughs> I also have been antisocial for however many months, and I'm not coming off as a complete beehole, but, you know. Yeah. It just seems but, to But, I mean, the like, Instagram DMs thing is like, eh, do I really care that much? I don't right. know. I mean, to me, the thing that matters about the Instagram and the Twitter DMs besides, I mean, I don't really care about like what the content was. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he feels like he has to hide it and that mm-hmm. he's, and that behavior is not going to go away. He's not going to show For up sure. on The Bachelorette and just be a different guy. Right. So he's like got that F boy mentality and now he's bringing it on to The Bachelorette. But what's weird is that he doesn't act like an F boy. He doesn't he's really. not. Like, if he's, he acts like he's too good for it all. And I feel like, well, maybe that is an F boy quality. I don't know. But you'd think he'd be like thirsty for Claire if he was mm-hmm. that kind of guy. And obviously he's not. And in fact, I think he really genuinely dislikes Claire. I don't from think he likes her seen. at all. And I'm sure no. we're going to get to it. But like, especially after the dodgeball incident. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yes. He is not pleased. With. And I think that preview that we see where he obviously tells her he's not, int- you know, he thinks that she's like a bad person. I yep. I think now we know that he's the one who says, um, you're supposed to be the oldest bachelorette, like pretty exactly. immature. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I thought that last week, but t- this week really confirmed it for me. And I feel like, number one, this is not your show. Okay. No. It's Claire's show. If you're done with it, you just say, you know what? I don't think this is working out for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a good fit. I'm not feeling a vibe. I'm going to send myself home. But mm-hmm. instead, he's like, I'm going to see how much, how many Instagram followers I can get from being the exactly. biggest D-bag. And I also, because I always I always have to break this down into way more complex themes than any of these baby dum-dums are actually <laughs> giving us. Right. But. Yosef complaining about so what we're talking about is the strip dodgeball it's like the second group date and the the losing team has to strip right or is like recommended that they strip some Mm -hmm. completely bare all some keep on their little jock strap like whatever either way it's just a lot of dong hanging um I don't like it it's gross like I did not like that it was really awkward. It's the second episode. I felt yeah. like it was too soon for a lot of that. And like, so I'm, I'm kind of team Yosef on that where it's like, this is kind of, this is degrading and ishy. I didn't like it either. I also really hope he remembers this feeling of being objectified and sort of like taken advantage of every uh-huh. single time he interacts with a woman in the future. Uh-huh. 
So obviously, like, again, I'm not about the strip dodgeball and I'm not going to like begrudge him the time it took to process through how like what happened and how he's feeling about it. And like this, the discomfort that you feel, because I think a lot of times, you know, sitting in a female body, having been objectified or maybe treated in a derogatory way before, sometimes it can take me a little bit to process that and then it clicks later and I'm like oh that really doesn't sit right with me right so I'm not going to be like well why didn't you say no in the moment because that's totally like a victim blaming thing to do but I guess I'm just really hoping that this is teachable and I'm not well, seeing it going Amanda, in that direction remember that he was not on the date oh yeah he did not go on the dodgeball date so he went on the first date, which we have drama to talk about there too. But like, OMG, I'm getting so mixed up. No, now. that's okay. We'll go. We'll go. Kind of. In, we'll just talk about the dodgeball date. Then we'll go from the beginning. But the dodgeball <gasps> date, he was not there. So it was a team. It was a other dudes that were doing this dodgeball date, and those guys who voluntarily stripped, like they chose to remove their underwear, which I right. I didn't like. I don't condone. I feel like that's not what anyone agreed on. That's not, well, that was even not other, proper consent. Other people were like, you could have kept your boxers on. Like right. that was brought up. And like, I think, I think Claire should have pulled back a little bit and said, okay, shoes off. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why is it strip dodgeball? If this was reversed and it was women, we would be like, people would Up be boycotting arms. the show. It's totally a double standard and it's really yes. gross. Because remember when, I mean, I don't know how long ago you started watching The Bachelor, but Becca's back season. in, okay, well then you, the old school stuff, they used to do like powder puff football with, you know, right. the women would wear like bras and, mm -hmm. and little shorts and they still even did that kind of in recent seasons. Yeah. I feel but like, like they did that in like, not Peter's season, but somebody else's season. I don't remember. Yes. And like that stuff is not like, we didn't like it. People no. didn't like it. No. So I, I feel like it's it's inappropriate to do it the other way and pretend mm -hmm. like it's totally fine when it's a woman who's in charge. Yep. She should like the producers. He should be mad at the producers mm -hmm. for what he saw if he's mad about it at all. And then if he talks to Claire about it, he should say like, hey, that made me feel uncomfortable because I feel like it's a double standard or, right. you know, I wasn't I wasn't there on the date, but when they came back, I just, like, didn't like the looks of it. There's but no instead, way the conversation is going to be that nuanced or adult. No. It's just instead, not going to happen. he's like, oh, she's immature, and she's, like, humiliating you guys. But none of the guys who were on the date said that. Right. Blake Moynes, he was like, I'm humiliated because I worked, I wanted the date, but right. not because he was like, oh, I shouldn't have taken my pants off. Well, and it, wasn't he the one who went back and tried to get yeah. some interruption time with yes. her and then got totally shot down? I was yes. like, ooh, that that, hurts. that was a whole nother ball of wax. But You hung dong the, on a beginning. whole walk home. Yes, right, let's, let's, exactly. let's. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. We start off the whole, ep the whole episode starts off with this love languages situation. I, in all caps, I have the first date love languages, OMG, in my notes. Yeah, it seems to me like Claire's having quite a bit of influence over the season and how the producers design it because she's like, I want it to be therapy every yep. step of the way. Everyone I bring that up therapy. so many times. It's, yes. it's This is also like this date was the most single 30 something like white lady stuff I have ever yes. seen in my life. She's literally up in a tower. Yep. On, like, a bad middle school stage play production of, like, Romeo and Juliet, like, discarded set that, like, why is that at the La Quinta? 
Did they find that in a dumpster and like make it quarantine for four days and then I bring mean, it out I've of the I've been set? there. I've been to La Quinta and I don't or remember La Quinta, that. sorry. I like La Quinta. La Quinta. <laughs> that sounds like someone's name. It, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. So that whole date was like love languages. All the guys had to like put together little special gifts for her. They went through all mm-hmm. the love languages. It all, it got real steamy when they went to the touch love language. I Which hated I thought it. was so awkward. Okay. 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 My notes. Physical touch. This is the most awkward-ish I have ever seen. Why are they blindfolded? Why, okay, I so I said I can get why she would want to be blindfolded to like why are keep they it a also secret. blindfolded? But okay, but not not the collective they always blindfolded. It's the one guy who approaches her. She's already blindfolded, and then he puts on a blindfold. It's like you it, know it, who you're touching and <laughs> where, and then all the other guys standing there watching are not blindfolded, right? But she's blindfolded. It was so strange. It doesn't make sense. And the fact that, like, the guys who were watching were less than 10 feet away. And she was, like, moaning and making noises. It was so It's a live montage of just Claire touching hard nipples in front of 10 other men who do not want to be in that room. She's absolutely horned up to the 10th degree. She's so thirsty. And my jaw was on the ground. I watched the whole so scene agape. I could not. She was, I will never she get over drooling. it. She was drooling. She was drooling. It was horrifying. Also, but back to the gifts. Dale giving her dog perfume. <laughs> what is happening? And who brings that to the bachelorette? Who? Okay. Well, the producers must have given them some of that stuff. Okay, keep the dream alive, I guess. Okay, I, I maybe not. I mean, or maybe they not. told them one of the dates we're going to do is like a gift thing, so bring maybe. something weird that can fit or, in your bag. Or maybe Dale is one of the only people that actually, and we'll get to this because it's one of my favorite moments from this episode, one of the only people who actually like did their research about Claire at all oh, before yeah. showing oh, up yeah. there and was yes. like, oh, she loves her dogs. This group Dog of guys perfume. so this group of guys so obviously don't know the ins and outs of the bachelorette that I almost they have no clue value I almost is. value it I like it I like that I they don't know how it works love it I love it <laughs> also can we talk about how Chris Harrison looks more like a bird person every single season <laughs> and he's going to evolve into his final form and like fly away at the end of season like 150 or however far he's we go definitely with this. getting thinner but he's still aging in reverse. He's stunning, but, like, so beak-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because he's really angling out in the cheekbone, so mm-hmm. it just points to the nose and, like, kind of, mm. like, really sharpens it. It's good. So um, the thing that was so funny to me is, like, when she was stroking all the guys, and she's like, I feel like I know who you guys are after only, like, one day. And I was just thinking maybe it's because when she's touching Dale – She's touching those tiny little ears. Yes. He and has perky a little nips. He has a baby's ear. Yeah. I think he is the proof that it is a myth that like your ears and nose never stop growing. Yeah, his stopped a long time ago. Like At 18 eight months. months. Yeah. Eight okay. Months. <laughs> it, you you gave him more than I did. His ears are are microscopic. It is I also, so strange. I couldn't get over how e- I, Every time 
she got close to one of them. She was like, oh, I know that smell. Yeah. Oh, I know that body. And I'm just like, they're just, I imagine they're just, they all have very distinct flatulence and they all just smell yeah. like different farts. And she's like, oh, I know that what, smell. What I imagined is that she was smell going sexy. home after the, after the cocktail parties and she was just like, um, Sniffing her finger. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> mm, she's playing around with herself, and she's imagining <laughs> kind of each of them. You know, it's been a lonely quarantine, and all of a sudden she's touching and kissing a bunch of people, but she can't really go any further with them. <laughs> yep. Okay. So after, at the end of the <laughs> I can't. How do you, like, politely say that? <laughs> so it's family-friendly or radio-friendly? She flappy went, bonks. She, she's flappy bonking herself when she goes home at the end of this cocktail ceremony. She's like just getting her flappies going. One she's getting her flappy flapper. Percent. She is playing <laughs> flappy bird. She's like she's like um massaging oysters. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Shucking herself. <laughs> Shucking herself makes it seem like there's a knife involved. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. To each their own. Okay. Who are we, we to, to judge? To, we have to get to this next part because it just made me, like, I was, my husband and I were screaming at the TV about this. <laughs> like, the after party, she sits down with all the guys and she's like, well, she makes the toast and she's like, this day, I really got to touch all of your bodies. It yep. felt so good to me. I felt so good. I really needed a break and now I'm back. So. Yeah. Anybody? It anybody so awkward. Also None of the guys would take her to the side, but honestly, not like, a one. They didn't know they were supposed to. Exactly. I, th that's what I keep thinking is like back to what we were saying previously. These guys are not bachelor, bachelorette, like aficionados. They're not super they, fans for sure. They're not super fans. They don't, I don't think they really know the rules. No. I think this was like a D-list pool that they pulled from because they had to get some like quote unquote age appropriate bachelors, which I should, apparently yeah. still means 29, which uh, right. ish. Come on. I feel on. like this group is more mature than other groups and more like level headed because maybe they age, they skew slightly older. It's not really that mm -hmm. old. I mean, the oldest guy is 39. Yeah, but like, you could tell they just they haven't spent a ton of time looking at the details of the show, and I don't no. know. I don't know that the producers prepped them for that. So basically, Claire's like, "So now's the time when you're supposed to talk to me," and the guys are all just sort of like, "Oh, so do you pick us, or do we ask you, or right. and how is the what's ben, the order here?" Bennett, the Harvard nerd, yeah. is like, "Well, I guess uh, I want to go hang out." Yeah, and then they so they go to talk, and Claire cannot listen to him or she think about it all because she's so pissed off that they didn't immediately knight in shining armor her and like Nobody sweep her off her feet. Argued to be the first one to have one on one time with me. It's so frustrating because the thing about Claire, and like this has been the case for her on every season she's ever been on, she wants it both ways so badly. She mm -hmm. wants to be the damsel in distress, and she wants to be the, the her own knight in shining armor. Yep. Where she's like, she's like, I have everything I need. I know what I want. I know how I want it. I like run my own life. I don't need anyone to save me. And then she's like, Why didn't any of you save me? Can right. you tell I'm desperate? Like, yeah, it's really annoying. 
And I this know. moment made me really not like her at yeah, all. It was bad. And like, don't get me wrong. It is a mind F being of a course. woman in modern society because you are constantly trying to assert yourself as like an independent person, but mm-hmm. you're still part of a culture that's taught you that for a man to mm-hmm. be in love with you, he has to sacrifice himself right. or stand up for you or push other men aside. And like, mm-hmm. we're not unacculturated out of that. We have not mm-hmm. like gotten rid of that behavior. But for someone who's like so self-reflective as she is, for yeah. her to just not at all reflect in that moment and be like, okay, this is a me thing. Yep. I'm having feelings about my own stuff. Yep. Maybe I She's should like, take a beat. All of and you then give are this so poor bad. Guy, like, I, I agree. I think that she should have taken a beat and processed through those feelings in which, I mean, I have to imagine all of the therapy she's trying to use, all these tactics she's trying to use on these men. Put a little bit of that on yourself, girlfriend. Yeah, just a um, little self-reflection. Yeah, and then Bennett, who, like, is so boring, so I really don't care if he gets time or not. <laughs> I forgot he existed eight seconds after this happened. I didn't know who he was when they were sitting there. Oh, no. That guy. <laughs> but at the same time, he deserved a little bit more than what he got out of that scenario because then she just couldn't get through that one-on-one time, had to go back and address the group, Did and you then notice she went just off with there? someone else. <laughs> yes! She left him there, and he. I can imagine Bennett sitting there, and she's, like, having a like, fight with the rest of the guys, and he's just sitting there like, waiting. like, I asked to have time with you. And then she I grabs did the thing. Dale, right? Yep. I couldn't Who? believe it. She. Where's Bennett now? He's still just it, sitting there. Dale also tiny ears, but also looks half asleep always. He doesn't open his eyes all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It was also like that whole thing was weird energy, like weird editing, weird energy, and a lot of toxic masculinity. Well, like, at the end of the day, I'm a woman. Yeah, and what was that supposed Quote, to mean? I don't I quoted know. that at the end of the day, I'm a woman. I'm like, and so, what does yeah, that mean? Does so that mean that people you cannot have take to, care of yourself? Yeah, people have to duel for your affection in in the way that you want them to, right. but not too much because you're also a strong and independent woman. Like, it's what standards are you setting? It's such a confusing message because she's like, it's the worst. You, you need to sacrifice everything for me. And then she's like, get in touch with your feelings. Well, get in touch with your feelings and be a toxic man are not the same thing. No. And you can't expect that from your partner. It's like so dumb. Ugh. Um, also, I loved Dale's speech. So basically she calls them all out and then Dale's like, look, Claire, ever since I've been here, I've been in cloud nine. I was on For the last 12 hours that I've been here. (laughs) I'm going to cloud nine. I've lived on cloud nine. I'm currently on cloud nine. And baby, you and me were cloud nining it back to cloud nine in 9.9 clouds. Wined and dined and cloud nined, people. (laughs) He is so lackluster in his like proclamations when yes. he got to in the in the group date for the love the love languages when his turn for like words of affirmation came up i was like wow he is blowing it because he's like yes. um i'm always gonna be up front about why i'm here and then just like talked in circles for to buy time for 30 seconds and then she like is slinked so, away she is so in love with his face and body that she can't see which, the fact that he has almost nothing else to offer which like he's a gorgeous beautiful he's man. a gorgeous beautiful man with this with microscopic ears but Teeny baby as far ears. as i can tell his personality is pretty lacking or 
Or he's putting on a show that he's not putting on very well. And she's, by proclaiming this so out of the gate, like this attachment to him, she's allowing him to be complacent and kind of skirt by. I don't think we're going to get an opportunity to really get to know who this guy is because she's so enamored with him that he like oh my doesn't God. have to do the work. I mean, I've never seen anything like I saw on that on that first date in the after party when she pulled on Chris came and out and he's like, "Girl, yeah, too fast, cool it, yeah." Well, no, but I, I you mean on the first episode? I'm talking about yes. after this date when oh. she was like, when she said to him in the after party, she was like, "I have such strong feelings for you. I feel like we're so connected. I really feel for you." Normally, the lead doesn't tell them anything until they're down to like the final two and then the lead will be like i have feelings for you but she was basically like you're the one and i don't know what to do about it did you notice though the whole time she was explaining that she was biting her lip in the most insane way i've ever seen yeah i thought she was gonna start bleeding she was like "Mm, mm." (laughs) i was like do you have one of those like wintry like dry flaps of skin that you're trying to chew off (laughs) of your mouth what is happening but I, she's really, I feel like she's really setting herself up to look like, and again, I don't want to be like coming down on a, on a lady just out there trying to find love. But she's definitely leaned in to this characterization of herself where it's like, I am a, you know, d- not failed, but like I have been on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and Winter Games and whatever. And I haven't found love and I keep trying and I keep trying and I keep trying. And now I'm the bachelorette and this is really my chance. Right. And then she's putting all of her eggs, pun intended, into this Dale basket. Yeah. And it's like you're actually going into this reeking of desperation by doing that because you're not opening yourself up to all of the possibilities now that are laid before you and like really being pragmatic about this and taking your time and trying to find the right partner. You're like you're following your your lady wiener. Yeah, and we don't want men doing that. You're, you're following your oyster too far. Yes. And, and also she she is doing the similar thing what she did with Benoit on Winter Games where she just went so hard mm-hmm. and then she she freaked out and threw, and pulled herself away. Then she dated yep. him again. Then they got engaged and they broke up. And it's just like she she says, I'm a woman who knows what she wants. But I think I think actually, no, she doesn't. Mm-mm. And what she what she wants is for someone to explain to her what she wants, mm-hmm. and she's not going to find that. Like they don't have a therapist just waiting on the show. Mm-hmm. And I feel um, bad because I actually really like Riley a lot. You do, so, didn't you? Think I his, do. Didn't you think his conversation with Yosef was so toxic and weird? I mean, I don't mean, get me wrong. Yosef sucks, so maybe Riley is just reacting to the fact that he doesn't like Yosef. But when I he was like, liked don't it. speak for me. I kind of liked it because I think that that's like kind of fair where it's like Yosef is this crummy dude and he is immediately making himself the mouthpiece for the rest of the team. And Riley, mm-hmm. who is a literal attorney, is like, no, this is not OK. Like, we're not in here to be like band of brothers, camaraderie, whatever. Okay, like, yeah. this isn't a, I don't want you to speak for me. You're garbage anyway. So, like, how dare you? I, I kind of liked it. Did okay. I think that the I, approach no, I think was that maybe it for me? 
The approach was maybe a little like he's peeing on everything to assert his dominance. That I can see as being super toxic. And I did have that moment where I was like, oh, all right, maybe dial it back. You can you can make your point. But also, I have to point out that in that one on one moment with Riley and Claire, Riley was the only person who asked Claire, what do you want in a husband? Like, what do you want in a man? That's and I was like, "Okay, Riley, I see you. And he's the only person on here who's not like. A financial whatever, or a sports whatever, or a real no, estate whatever. So. I, I like that he kept saying, that's what I'm talking about. That's also what I'm talking about. That mm-hmm. as well is what I'm talking about. I <laughs> like him. I like him. I, I do like him. And I the only thing that threw me off was that that interaction between him and Yosef, because Yosef obviously sucks. And if I put mm-hmm. it into context of like, all the guys probably know Yosef sucks. They can mm-hmm. tell from moment, you can tell from moment one when someone's like an absolute snake. Mm-hmm. So maybe he already was annoyed by Yosef, and then Yosef was like, "I'm oh, I I speak for the, the whole team when I say," and then he's like, "No, no, no, do not speak for me." Because That's I how hate I you. took it, but it yeah. could. I mean, we there's so much behind the scenes that we don't see, but yeah. I think also remembering that because there's so much that we don't see, that like they probably do have ex- some existing relationships that we're not aware of yet. Yep. And, like, that whole thing ends with Riley getting the group rose. And then we see this horrific comment from Yosef saying he thinks Claire is immature and hot-headed. And I want to talk about that comment. And he said it's crazy, which I also screamed. I want to hear what you think about that. So just, like, refine your juicy details in your brain. And we're going to throw to a break, and we'll be right back to talk about more. And we're back. Ooh. So let's talk about the comment that we just hit on with Yosef saying that he thought Claire was crazy, immature, and hot-headed when she approached the group. Uh-huh. I kind of agree. Sure. But. Hate, hate the verbiage. Hate the verbiage. Not okay. Not okay. And we're on we're on day two, and you're totally right. Like, what you were saying before, this just affirms that Yosef doesn't even like her. He's right. just here to get on TV. That's it. Right. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. He wants to be famous, and I think he actually wants to be the villain. I think he mm-hmm. actually likes that. You know who he reminds me of? And, oh, I wish I would remember this guy's name, but he was on Caitlin Bristow's season, and mm. he was... He thought he, he, I think he also went to Harvard or Yale and he thought himself very, very smart. I know the listeners are going to know this. So someone definitely has to like say it, tell us on Instagram or something. Mm -hmm. But he was on Caitlyn's season. He pulled her aside in like week four and basically said he thought she was not very smart. Yep. And that she like was using her sexual, like using her body too much. And Mm -hmm. she sent him packing. But, like, these dudes who think that they're just better than women, that they're intellectually superior to women, it's so mm-hmm. frustrating. And it's so obvious. Like, it's just, he's not, hi- it, not that he's even trying to hide it well, but he's not hiding that air of superiority well. And also, he sounds dumb. Like, yeah. he doesn't, I, that's the thing, that's what I really, truly hate, is, like, if you're genuinely more intelligent than me, cool. Enjoy yourself. Have fun with that. But he's not genuinely the most intelligent person in that room by a long shot. Well, no, not because if he close. were, he wouldn't feel the need to, t- to show it off so much. I mean, Bennett, mm-hmm. obviously, is smarter. He went to Harvard. 
I cla- yeah, exactly. And isn't Ivan the one who's obsessed with chess? Yeah, and isn't Joe a doctor? I mean, I don't even know. I do not know these men. But Chess Guy no. needs to stop referencing chess every time he speaks. Stop That's trying true. to make chess happen. Chess is never going to happen. No, it's not. With Claire. It's not going to happen with Claire. So that was our whole, like, night one. It was kind of juicy. I loved that there was some just hot drums right there in, mm-hmm. in La Quinta. And then we went to Jason's one-on-one date. I think Jason's kind of hot. What do you think? I totally disagree. <laughs> Jason comes off to me as one of those guys who tries to hide among like hipster progressives by getting like a cool traditional tattoo, but he actually voted for Trump. Okay, I meant physically hot. I guess that uh, that vision of him makes him immediately so repulsive to me that <laughs> I can't find his teeth have weird issues, which like as someone okay. rocking a massive snaggle, I get it. I also like I like a lean, uh, a leaner man who's a little doughy in the middle. So none of these guys are my body type at all. <laughs> like I would never I would never do well on The Bachelorette be- for I mean, well, for a multitude of reasons, but mostly because the pickings. That that's not my subset. No, that sort of like superhero jaw is not usually my subset. Well, I like a short. I like a short guy. Yeah, I like a short hairy guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, here we are. Yes. Um. So Jason. Okay. F- besides that, like physically, whatever. What one thing that was interesting about this is that like it did kind of come out that maybe he's a crappy guy that he yep. actually is not dateable, and he actually has a history of being undateable. Yup. Because like you said. Clear, Claire gives him this like, which it's, it's like one of the number one therapy things that anyone who's ever done write therapy. Write a letter it, to you. Write a letter to you. It's journaling. This is like the most I took. I did therapy for four months. Yes. And I know so much now. That being said, okay, here's my thoughts on the date in general. Number one thing. I actually liked this date. I did as too. As a date versus the other dates because there were no gimmicks. Yep. We got to know Jason very yep. quickly. We actually yep. got to know Claire pretty well. We got to see if they actually have a connection. We I just, always like, think these focused. dates are better because it's not like a it's not game showy, you know. Well, and like, like I, for for this season, I don't think we're going to see anything else. I think this is the style of date that we're going to see for one on ones because they have nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> they, can't they can't go, go anywhere. Naked bungee jumping or skydiving or whatever. Yes. So Which, like, number two, I thought it was like um, the the thing, the problems I had with it were they didn't acknowledge that they were sitting by like 200 year old Joshua trees that they were probably damaging in like yeah. a national park that's been already damaged during the pandemic. Yeah. With a fire blazing <laughs> 10 feet away. Well, but also like during when they closed the national parks for a time, people broke in and like cut down Joshua trees. Oh, wow. Yeah. I knew so, that like, people were trashing the parks, but I didn't realize they were going that far. Which yeah, is really Joshua Tree up. National Park took like a lot of hits. So I was hoping they would like throw some cred to Joshua Tree. Well, so it's not like-, like it's not like the Bachelor franchise has ever been woke or about like land recognition or anything that <laughs> oh, matters. No. no, think about so, the way they've portrayed Indigenous people on every yeah. season. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and put that one on you, Hannah, for yep. for having expectations of any kind of level above the absolute bottom of the bar. Okay. And I'm, the I'm blaming thing, you. 
<laughs> the last thing about this date that I thought was so, that was strange, was that Claire did all of the heavy lifting. Like yep. she basically did a therapy session with Jason. Why didn't anybody help her? Why didn't they go up, like why didn't they show up and on the like diocese, there's like a little note that says you have to do these things and then these and talk about these questions. Like mm-hmm. she had to, she literally ran the date from start to finish, which is super unsexy. If I had to like yeah. do therapy with a man to, to figure I out wouldn't who be he was, I would not be into it. I would not be horned up after that. I feel like Jason made it pretty clear. A, when the, the moment he got his assignment, he was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like in the, in his alone, <laughs> like standing on the balcony, like reading yeah, the card. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, there are places in my past that I do not want to go. And then Mm -hmm. she is pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And he is not wanting to open up. And he sort of does, but not really. And she must be exhausted by the end of that because she is really shocking at that bad boy. Yes, she is. And like you said, he definitely comes out of it like, well, I uh, was a player and a liar and a manipulator and selfish, which I'm going red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Because if, yeah, yes, yes, she's pushing for this information, but he is also offering it up. Well, and Claire is saying, I'm used to dating guys who are abusive manipulators. And he's like, that's me. And she's like, here's yep. a rose. <laughs> yep. I was like, and that I literally wrote down, what is it? That quote that's like, if somebody shows you who they really are, believe them. Yeah. Well, and I don't want time, wanna... At the same time, imagine this, right? This guy has said to her, I've never opened up with peop- anyone before. Mm-hmm. He opens up to her. If she sends him home right then and there, is she not like kind of validating that fear that he has that if he opens up, somebody will run? I can see well, where she would get stuck in that moment. Like it's not I her job to labor for him, but I can see how after all that time of her dragging out the emotions, he says, I'm scared you'll run away. That she'll probably want to be like, you know what? I'll run away in two weeks. But for now, it's That's fine. totally fair. I'm not saying that I think she should have sent him home. Because I, I completely agree with you. And I think that it's important if you want someone to open up, that you have to provide some sort of a safe space to take what you're, what you're trying to coax out. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have toxic behaviors in, in their past that are still, you know, contributing to who they are now as individuals. And I guess I would be less like red flag warning going off in my head if it was like, yes, this is somebody that I used to be. This is these are behaviors that I used to participate in. I'm not proud of it. And I've been working really hard to leave that part of me behind. Right. But he hasn't part of. No, exactly. If he had been like, that's part of why I'm here. I like, you know, I've been working on myself and I like want to show up and be the like a real, you know, a real man, quote unquote, to use like the bachelorette terminology. But he doesn't say any of that. He's sort of like, I don't really want to tell you because I'm actually garbage and I don't want to get kicked off the show. And then you're right. She is kind of put between a rock and a hard place because she can't be like, open up to me. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm garbage. And then she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, that would right. be a really bad look. Right. I, it's I just bad don't for think... her. It makes her seem callous. Yeah, he's not gonna make. He's he's gonna be gone in two episodes. That like yeah. mark and my words. She, it would say bad things about Claire if she if she engaged in a relationship with him after all that. Like, mm-hmm. it, I hope it helped him make progress, but he's not ready to be no. married and having a child anytime soon. What he's, do you think he was on his to? journey? Uh, I hate to speculate on someone's life like this, but like they put it out there for us. What do you think he's referring to? 
like in terms of his manipulation, selfishness, well, all that stuff. No, when he was said like his past. Do you think like did it seem like to me he was saying his parents were abusive? Oh, that. You know, I don't know if I was getting abusive vibes, but I, super strict. when he was like, my parents have been married for 35 years. Should they still be married? I don't, you know, maybe not. That really resonated with me, not because I don't think my parents should have stayed married. They had like a wonderful relationship. But he is clearly a product of an upbringing where he didn't, or at least what he seems to be saying, he didn't really see healthy relationships and that could indicate abuse that could indicate just like maybe some tumultuousness like yeah manipulation arguments right which all of those things can fall under a category of abuse it really depends on how the the victim as an individual wants to identify that that behavior but i think he just saw a lot of unhealthy stuff in his household Mm -hmm. and whether or not we can you know classify that as abuse still remains to be seen because we just don't have enough information yeah we just don't know his situation well Mm -hmm. this just adds to the context he played for the tampa bay buccaneers and he Mm -hmm. stopped playing because he got too many concussions so like that's you know he has like traumatic brain injuries as well and we know that affects people's uh emotional health emotional intelligence health behavioral health so like maybe some of that stuff is also contributing to that. I mean, imagine having so many concussions you couldn't play anymore. Yep. That's not That's good. Really scary and sad. Mm-hmm. So I felt Oh, like I now felt I almost feel bad. I know. I felt bad for him because Stop humanizing like, these people, Hannah. I know, I'm so sorry. It's just that I just want to absorb this entertainment and not exactly. care about these people. He's complex, but you know what? We could absorb it as entertainment if they had had any of the gimmicks they normally have, but they just Truth. were like Here's a raw date where you're going to watch 40 minutes of footage of some man basically admitting that he can't be vulnerable because he's dealt with trauma in his past. Yep, yep. That he, like, literally, literally the reason he lost 100-something pounds, 105 pounds, is because he was so physically unhealthy after, yep. like, the years of playing football at, at such a heavy weight. And he was he was taking so many hits and had so much damage to his body that he had to lose the weight. Yeah. And, like, has all these concussions and he's, like, dealing with, past pains and whatever at least he's admitting it like he's moving forward he's like a decent person but he needs to not be on the show so he can go Mm -hmm. do this like in a safer place yes i'm like boy you need some help honey what are you doing here oh i'm with you i do love the moment when they burned the dress though i did too and i thought well yeah she's like it means nothing to me anymore i'm like well it's also very out of style yep and (laughs) i was like this is a moment where we get to see entirely synthetic fibers just melt and roll fast. Yes. Uh, did How you quick like those what can Claire, go up? What Claire was wearing? I thought she looked really cute. Her little romper? That was so cute to me. I really so liked it. So much better it. than the dress last week. Yeah, I liked it. I also liked the blue dress that she wore on last night's episode. Her yeah. dump truck was banging in that yes. blue dress. She's I was got a good booty. Her butt and her boobs are like just so mm-hmm. just so perky. I can't handle yep. it. I'm like, it's, how it's at 39? Fair. Her boobs are like six inches higher than mine. I can't stand yep. it. Yep. Yeah, no. Do you think they're fake? I don't know. And also, I don't care. Like, I don't care. They're she, perfect. Yeah, she looks great. They're very, very perky. But if they are fake, that is one of the best boob jobs I have That's ever seen. That's what I'm seen. saying. There's no defining ridge. Like, they're supple and bouncy and gorgeous. I don't know. I think they could they're very natural. well be real. I they're think natural. they could be real. They're probably yeah. natural. Yeah. She All might right, just so be using some really good bra magic to get that elevation. I don't know. She looks like that in a swimsuit, too. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That opening yeah. scene as we sit here in Minnesota under six inches of snow in the middle yeah. of October and she's <laughs> on a pool floaty. I was so triggered. Yes, it did feel painful to watch that. I mean, mm-hmm. it does help to know that there it's like it was like 118 degrees some of the days mm-hmm. they were filming. So it's uncomfortable. Yeah, not fun. makes me feel better. OK, we have to finish off with the last date. So we already talked about it, but the balls mm-hmm. date takes place. It's like strip dodgeball. They're yep. all putting in the the like the most effort they've ever put in because they're yeah. ar- probably already pent up after four days at La Quinta. Also, we have to pour one out for Fred Willard, who is noticeably who, absent because he, he would died. have been there. He's. I said the not, same thing last the same. week. No, oh. he would have been there making so many good balls jokes. And I know those two making balls jokes. They were trying so hard to be funny. Like and they're not. There's nothing subtle. Landing. They didn't have that subtle. Fred Willard magic. No, I know. I just watched Best in Show uh, <gasps> two nights ago. Yep. <sighs> so, so good. good. So good. So Yeah, uh, continue. But, so the the blue team gets down to their jock straps. It reminded me of, remember when Corinne like, took off her top on Nick by all season? And no, you didn't see Nick's season. No. Did you? Okay, so no. Corinne was like the... You know, she played like the slut archetype on their Ugh, season. Sure. And she gets in the pool with Nick Vial and she takes off her top. And the enemy she became to every woman on that yep. show because of yep. that. And that how much that painted her reputation for the rest of the right. show. Right. And now all of Meanwhile, these men can be Riley l- takes fully his naked. Pants. Exactly. Yeah. He takes mm-hmm. his actual penis out and then goes, okay, guys, your turn. What are you yep. so afraid of? Right. And it's like, whoa. The double standard is, is so gross. A Literally a pee-pee contest. And, and another Corinne, reason why it's so disappointing on the part of the producers and of Claire for being like, right. yes, this is a really great bit. I love right. this. Right. It's like she could have pulled back at any point, but she did not. A hundred percent. I was like, they're still wearing shoes, Claire. Yeah, take the shoes off. Let them take their shoes off. I know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was insane. Or just, like, stop the game. Do something else. Why don't you take something off? (laughs) Right? I mean, what's happening here? I know. I don't like it. I don't like it. To me, it's like, entertain the queen. Entertain the king. And I don't like that. Like, that's such an... The power dynamic in that relationship is already so messed up. It's so messed up from the beginning because of the structure of the show. And then it just completely plays into itself. And not that on by any stretch of the imagination do we think any of this is a formula for a real and healthy relationship. But no. it absolutely isn't when the power is so skewed in this way. Yeah. Yep. At, exactly. at, at every possible moment to a point where it's like disturbing. Yep. So then she it. hugs them when they leave, and I'm, like, super icked out. Also sweaty. Uh, they're disgusting. It's anyway, just... Anyway, all the men walk back without their shorts on, which makes yep. zero sense to me. Well, it's only because they know the other guys at La Quinta are going to see them. That yeah, was so they're totally... like, I'm going to show my dong to my bros. Yep, that was 100% <laughs> manufactured. I think that was either a producer nudge or oh, yeah. some, there was the a ringleader. producers were like, oh, we already brought him back. Yep. Exactly. So then they sit on the couch naked for a while, kind of complaining. None of them were seeming to complain about the actual strip part. They just all wanted to be on the after party date. Mm-hmm. And then Blake Moynes just goes and pouts in the other room. Okay, what? In did you watch? Um, do you watch like superhero Mar- Marvel stuff? I do. 
So I'm not super in that. I don't know a ton about that world. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, there's like a big character mm-hmm. who has like a big jaw. Yeah. What's that guy's name? He's like Blue, um, I think. Uh, Dave Batista, who plays Drax. Drax, Drax the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So does Blake Moynes not look exactly like Drax to you? With a, yeah, he he pretty much does with that like huge chin and beard. It's, it's crazy. Just... And he, yeah, he was such a little pouty baby, and then he had to go yeah. and interrupt a date that she was on and try to get kissed, and he, it did not work out. Oh, I loved that so much. See, every at every turn, Claire will like loop me back in, right? Yep. So she, she I literally wrote the sound where I keep hating her, and then she does yes. something where I'm like, okay, yes, like she put me off during the first part, the date when she had a little her fit. Then she kind of brought me back on Jason's date. Then she put me off during the balls date. And then when yep. she flat out rejected a kiss from Blake and said, yep. now's not the time. Yep. Now's not the time. It was so good. It was amazing. And he ended because up getting his I've kiss. I've never seen a lead reject a kiss. Have you? No. No. And I feel like especially the women. Oh, yeah. Like, They're will always reluct- like. Will reluctantly just do it so that they can get on grimace. the next thing. Yeah. They'll and kind of like, just like close their mouth and go like. And it's really unsettling and sad. Yeah. But, but he does. He no. ends up getting his kiss later and gets his rose. Yes, and it worked um, out for him. However, it worked out, but it just wasn't good timing. So no. then she she takes um, Brandon aside. Brandon, and I have to know your thoughts on this moment. I have to know them right off the bat before we even describe the situation. I need to know your thoughts because I'm I'm gonna lace the situation with all my opinions if I don't. Chef's kiss. It was stunning and perfection i love it was my favorite part of the entire episode so off the bat i think brandon is a creeper he gives me like a creepy vibe i'm she obviously not thought that too she yes, was looking for I'm a way to about send him it. home a thousand percent and i was writing notes before she actually asked him the question and i literally wrote down brandon is creepy and i'm not convinced that any of these dudes knew who claire was before this show Right. And as I'm typing that, she asks him, like, what was it like? Why are you here for me? Or like, what was it about me that like made you want to be on this show? And he's just like, well, I don't really know anything about you. And she's like, well, yeah. if you don't know anything about me. Why were you why are, were you saying two seconds ago that you when you found out it was me, you were so excited? Right. Why like, not just oh, say that you weren't sure who it was going to be? And when you found out, you were like, oh, great. Can't wait to get to know her. Get to know her. Yes. But, you know, he's just regurgitating sound bites where it's like yep. he heard other people say that. So he said it. And then she called it out immediately. Like, what, what? You didn't Google me? Like, you didn't look me up? You only right? like me because I'm hot? Yes. Oh, it was so delicious. And yeah, I. And he he was he was making it so obvious that he was just another one of those like I don't know I just want to be on TV. I was of two minds of this. Number one, Brandon's trash and he should have gone home, and she's mm-hmm. right to send him home. But the second one is like I wish she hadn't framed it entirely about herself. I wish she would have been like, "You've given me nothing. I don't find a connection with you. You seem like you're just here for speak clout clout chasing. Mm-hmm. That you seem mm-hmm. like you're just here to be on TV." And, like, I can kind of read it on you. And no matter what you say, I'm going to send you home. <laughs> Instead I of think... being like, well, tell me more about me. I, I felt a little weird to me. But I wish she would have just admitted to him fair. that she didn't like him. However, I think feeling weird about Claire centering herself in this situation 
might also be some internalized misogyny on our part mm. because like yeah. a it's okay on a date for us to be like I want you to take an active interest in me and my life and like ask me questions and and show me why you even want to be on this date right yeah second yep. of all certainly through the lens of the bachelorette this is all about her like, That's true. The, and like they we said, they were off for four months after being yep. chosen to be on the you show. You didn't time. look her up, right? Didn't watch her season. So like how I did? <laughs> how much bare minimum must you be doing, Brandon, to not have used that time to gain some valuable information about the woman whose affections you're vying okay, for? You're turning me on this. You're turning me on this. You know, I so I, I, was now I like, don't think it's Claire's fault at all. I had, he, I had, but I had the same moment where I'm like, here we go again, Claire, like center of attention. But I'm like, wait, I'm a, I'm watching the Bachelorette, and b, yeah. when I was dating, I wanted my date to be an active participant in like yeah. in my life and ask me about these questions because, well, and like you said, she did all of the work on the Jason date where she's going hard trying to figure him out, and then she has an opportunity to sit down with somebody and she wants to put her feedback up and have somebody come to her and ask her questions. It's like, it's her time. Yes. And like the fact that he couldn't name one thing that he liked about her Not was pretty a brutal. Thing. Because like all he, all he would have to do is go to her Instagram, read like one or two captions and be like, oh, okay. I like that she has a positive attitude. How about that? I'm a dog person. I love how much you love your dogs. I love that you love your dog. It tells me that you're going to be a, a very loving person to be with. And I hope and I then can he learn the tries- rest of he tries so hard to walk it back by being like, well, I'm here because I really want to find love and like start a family. And she's like, yeah, but you already blew this. So yeah, it's hard. too late. It's, it's too, too late. late. Now you're so going to regurgitate more sound bites that like packing. somebody popped. Yeah, he's gone. Yep. Right there on the spot. It was it was gorgeous. I loved it. I loved yep. it. And then we end the we, J- Chasen gets the rose. Chasen, like, let's talk about this another time. Chasen's fine. He's kind of cute, but like his name is Chasen. His name is Chasen. I'm done. That's all that um, needs to be said. Then we see uh, Yosef back at the house. He's talking mm-hmm. smack. Then we see Dale and his tiny ears. They make out. They like are blindfolded, whatever. And then we see the preview for next week, which is like going to be juicy. From what It's going to be tell, juicy because this- it's going to start off with Yosef confronting Claire at the cocktail party. Well, I think, I think this next episode is the end of times. I think yep. this next episode is it. So, okay, I am Wait, you think fully... that this is where she's going to go off with Dale, this episode three, and just say goodbye? Yes. I, I thought we would get at least four episodes. Maybe. I think we might get two episodes next week. I don't wow. know. I don't know. We'll see. But she was not there very long. She was only there like nine days. So I don't... I am spoiler free, okay? I only know yeah, what's been I am in the too. mainstream. I only know I what's been look. in the mainstream. Yeah, so it, I know that she had a thing with Dale. I don't know, like, I don't know 100% if she leaves with him or what it is. But based I knew on that she this left episode, and she was replaced by a new bachelorette. I knew yes. that, too. But based on this episode, this is how I feel like this, this story is going. And I'm probably totally wrong. For those who are spoiled, you know. But this is how I feel like it's going from just a, a purist perspective. I think she, this thing happens with Yosef. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Um, I can't trust any of these dudes. Well, and we see her meltdown where she's like, this is why, you know, I am the way I am or whatever, because I don't settle for men like that. Yeah. Where she's like I think screaming. She right. Then I think she finds out some stuff about Dale. 
And she's mm. like, you know what? I'm that out was of my here. That was my number one. This is clearly not going to work for me. Goodbye. Right. I think she just gets out. I think she finds out some stuff about Dale, and then she gets out. And then we find out after the fact that she and Dale reunited, he apologized or something. And now and they're then dating. They end- they ended up dating. I don't think they're still together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just guessing based on like my gut feeling. I think she leaves voluntarily without anyone. Mm. That's how I'm feeling. I don't know what the truth is, but what do you think? I mean, I think that's more realistic than, well, I'm running off with Dale after three episodes because after nine days of being here at La Quinta, I know that he's the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if that's the narrative that they actually spin with her exit, then that's manufactured and that's not real. Because there's just right. no way. that It's just so, un- it's not believable. And like, why would she even accept this process if she wasn't going to see it through? So I think no, you I think are probably, I think you're much more likely to be correct. And she probably figures out like, oh, oops, this yep. was a terrible idea. Why yes. did I think this would work? And I have well, to go out history, in a blaze of glory. Her history on the show is as true, she walks hard. off. Yeah. And cut and run. She's she's walk walked off. off every show she's been on. Mm-hmm. Like Which she walked think, on Juan Pablo season. She walked off. She was very justified. But she then walked win- off in Bachelor in Paradise, too. Yeah. Twice, and then right? In, in, yep. And then in Winter Games, she was in love with Benoit, allegedly. And then they broke up and right. she decided to leave. And mm-hmm. then she got engaged to Benoit at the, after the final roast. So I wouldn't be surprised if she actually leaves the show because Yosef gets her so upset. Mm-hmm. Then the guys start telling her some smack about Dale or she finds out something about Dale and she's like, you know what? This isn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Which I think makes, solidifies even more for me just how manufactured all of these seasons are. Because the Bachelor franchise knew this when they approached her. They knew these possibilities. They knew her track record. They, They created her. Mm-hmm. And I think because every single season you get the Chris Harrison, like the most dramatic season yet. It's like, okay, well, how are we going to top ourselves? Well, we can count on Claire, you know, even if she doesn't do this naturally, we can create a narrative where she's out by episode four and we have yeah. to bring in a whole new bachelorette. And or like, at least that's definitely thought... something we've never seen before on the main mm-hmm. show. At least they thought she would definitely help up the ante in terms of, because Peter's season, like for the drama that it had, he was pretty boring. He's the most milquetoast people, individual on the planet. Yeah, people feel very unsatisfied by the Peter ending. Like he really mm-hmm. doesn't know what he wants. So I think they were like, let's get somebody who's kind of high key. Like Claire is yeah. high key, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing chill about Claire. No, not even a little uh, bit. And she has brought the heat so far. She's but it's also annoying heat. that they kind of keep doing that with the female contestants, and they yeah. don't bring that same energy. With The Bachelor, you know, like they don't gun for the most high key, no chill dude. So I feel like they keep playing. And again, I hate watch the show. Like, I love it now. I'm in this. But it really does hit those trigger points for me sometimes where I'm like, ABC and The Bachelor franchise are just continuing to like, re-victimize and re-kind of uh, like drag through the mud female energy and like female emotion and create these villain moments with these women who are just like, they've had it. And they they lean into that really hard. Yeah, I I know. I know. In a really like unbalanced way. I'm worried for Tasha if she's the one that comes in, you Mm -hmm. know, like from everything. No one's confirmed it, but that's kind of what the... It's totally what's happening. Yeah. It's what's happening, yeah. 
I'm worried for her that she's going to come into a pretty messy situation. Yeah, and, none and of these so guys... she's just supposed to come in and these are the guys now? Like, they I weren't mean, picked let's for hope, her. Let's hope, like, I mean, if if Easy, Easy is such a good candidate. Riley, you said you like Riley a lot. There's a couple mm-hmm. guys in there that are, like, really seemingly good quality candidates if they stay. Yep. Well, but, and like, not that many. Another thing that, because I've seen enough seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette to notice this is that this season also has many more BIPOC uh, like contestants on it than I've seen in previous seasons, which also makes me wonder because the new Bachelorette who's coming in is a woman of color. It makes me wonder if producers did know going into this because like a lot of the other seasons where the main contestant quote unquote is a white person I feel like there's usually like tokenism within the cast where there's like yes. a handful of participants of color just so that the franchise doesn't look racist. I do think they also had a chance to renew. They had a chance to change who the guys were over the summer mm-hmm. because they got an open letter from their staff and there was a petition on like movement.org, like millions yes. of people signed or whatever. At to telling diversify. Them that he, Yes. So okay. I don't know. I wouldn't take that as a signal that they kind of knew what was going to happen. But I would take it For as sure. a signal that they were like, we have to fix the problem that or at least didn't. answer to the problem in some regard. And this is the way we can do it right now right. with casting. I mean, they could definitely do it with hiring, mm-hmm. but we don't know what they're doing there. They, so they did it with casting. They they put Matt James out there like right away. But I think their original intent was probably mm-hmm. to have a more diverse season for Bachelorette so yep. they could get a black Bachelor from that cast because right. of the pressure they got last time. Yep. Because it should have been Mike and not Peter. It should have been Mike and not Peter. I'll die mad about it. Yes. And then they got the pressure from the community and from their from their staff mm-hmm. to pick a black Bachelor. And so they wanted to do it sooner to say, right. like, hey, this is what we intended to do and now we're just going to do it. We mm-hmm. can guarantee Matt James is a good Bachelor. And that's why we're seeing this more diverse cast now. But, but... Like in this case, diversity breeds diversity because I think a lot of these guys are really good quality for a future. They're awesome. Yes. Yeah. For a future run of whatever we see, if whether it's paradise or something else. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get more diversity in those guys, which means that, that we're going to get more diversity in the women in mm-hmm. Matt James' season. And now we're going to have a much better crew. I hope so. From. I'm looking forward to so. it. Me too. Amazing. So. Um, awesome. So super looking forward to next week. I can't wait to see how the drama turns out. Hopefully mm-hmm. our predictions come true or maybe they won't and we'll be just, our minds will be blown and that will Boggled. be just, just, as, just as happy. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been discussing this episode for so long. It's yep. time for us to, to sign off. So let's do it. Just want to give a big thank you to Amanda Jacobson for being my co-host today. I love it. Thank you for having me. It's thank my favorite you for thing. Coming. Oh, it makes me so happy when you're here. <laughs> and th- thank you to our producer, Beth Gibbs, for being amazing and helping me with my technical issues all the time. Thank you, Pandemic, for making me into a technical wizard. Yep. Um, and we will check you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to share your thoughts with us on all the things you think we got wrong or right this episode... You can email us at hello at yougetarose.com. You can find us at yougetarose on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook as well. So find us there. Um, And we will talk to you next week. We'll see you Mm -hmm. then. For more on the show, visit yougetarose.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at yougetarose. 
Get a Rose is a podcast from My Talk 1071. Hear more great podcasts on MyTalk1071.com.